0: latest episode of uh, Art of Conversation podcast, I've talked to John Bailey, who's the CEO of Proco, uh, who for uh, pretty much 30 years have been leading the way in providing print solutions for, for marketing teams uh, right across the UK and beyond. Um, and and they've, they've really introduced some cutting edge stuff in, in recent years, bringing the digital and offline worlds together. Um, creating some tangible marketing um, programs with some great brands that's, that really come through and achieve results for their clients. Uh, So he's an expert in this, uh, and and John talks about how the printing world has had to adapt and evolve, um, not just to survive, but thrive as the world has gone more digital over the last 10 years. Uh, And he brings to life some great examples of uh, how the best marketing campaigns actually embrace to form it of those integrated channels. He also offers a pretty compelling argument as to why standalone digital marketing doesn't always offer the ROI that you might think. Um, But the secret's in the planning. So have a listen. It's a great chat. Great to catch up with John. Enjoy. And I confess, we don't do nearly enough print marketing, so I'm hoping...
1: Why not, buddy? Why not? Why
0: not? I'm hoping you can tell me why I've been making such a stupid mistake all this time. (laughs) Um, I I think we've fallen into the trap of digital seems cheap, therefore it's better. Yeah. But I think that's a myth. uh,
1: It is a a myth, totally. It is if you're looking at ROI. I mean, the response rates you are getting off printed media is far greater than the digital media from from an ROI perspective. In fact, I think now it's cheaper to, if you're looking for acquisition or activation from online, it's now cheaper to print and mail than it is to acquire or activate a new customer via Google. Okay. So it's actually cheaper. Uh, It's cheaper to, uh, the ROI is about three times higher and your your conversion rate, I believe, is averaging about 7% offline at the moment.
0: Right. Okay. So it's is definitely
1: it? it's definitely being more it's definitely more effective. It takes more planning, and it obviously takes more thought, um, but it's definitely getting more effective response. Right. And so, is it an education thing?
0: Is it for people like me who who probably only look at the the pound value of the uh, per lead spend, um, knowing that that's wrong and doing it anyway. Um, I think
1: well I think I think you know you can understand why people went down the digital route you know if you look at the movement in in the marketing shift right so you look at shares in companies that are in the printing industry plummeted google's advertising went you know became bigger than the entire print advertising of the u s at one point right and obviously where where advertising is happening is where you 're going to get the most effective results, so you can understand why people started to migrate digitally from a marketing perspective you then look at all the um, the stats surrounding the migration of, of mobile and you know the mobilization of, of that technology and again the people signing up for Facebook for example and all and was was exponential so again you understand why people move their marketing budget that way but the reality is we talked about this earlier when you were mentioning about the, how why you're so tired after a video call you, the, there is only so much information we can consume as human beings. Our brains have only evolved slightly over the last 20 years. And so actually most of the marketing spend that is going online is, um, is a perceived area of opportunity. It's not real because right. we can't compute it anyway. So you get very little cut through, And you have to blast out a lot in order to get any kind of reaction. So what we call it is what we think you should do is have a digital first approach where you have an online activity and an online presence, but you support that with a physical media as well. And you have your physical media working in a technology led business that can deliver on demand and timely comms. So then what you do is you use your online media to see which little bits are getting you cut through but there will only be little cut through. And then you resort to a physical media to support that into your client base, but very quickly at the same time. And that's when you see in the best results. So for example, we do, uh, for a well-known holiday company, uh, we did up to a million records a day that was triggered off when people went online for activation. Okay. So they were if you went online and uh, showed any kind of activity or interest on day one that had to be landing on your doormat within by day seven And what they established was actually that they were getting a three times uplift in activation and acquisition Of sending the piece of print out within seven days of when you were online than if they didn't do it at all Interesting, Interesting. If, it, if, it last, if it landed after that seven days they were getting a 50% drop off in conversion.
0: And what that tells me is that data is probably one of the biggest, if not the most important driver of getting that right.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so the same for online, right? We should be using the same level of information, but I think what happens is people have, people have seen print as it was, which was quite sluggish and lethargic and expensive. The print industry has revolutionized and changed and it's totally technical now and data driven and can be. So there's no excuse now not to do in the moment marketing for one off or a million off.
0: Right. So there is no
1: boundaries to being able to come through print anymore. It's purely about thinking different. So you need to use the data that you use, the same sort of data you use for your online and your acquisition or any kind of analysis on spend and buying patterns and criteria. You should be able to do the same with print now.
0: So do you think people misunderstand the the capabilities there are in print to personalize them
1: oh totally i think people think personalization is either gimmicky with your name on it like a card like a moon card or something right uh or they think it's uh creepy on a letter you know and, and personalized like that um and what i don't think they realize is actually it's about personalizing the journey and personalizing the experience and making it relevant and making it timely, and there is no limit to that personalisation anymore. Mm. So, you yeah, you can do
0: whatever you want. Yeah. You got some examples you can give me on that one? Because as much as anything, this is about me learning what I should
1: do. Yeah. No, so, so, for example, welcome packs and welcome journeys as part of that sort of thing is very relevant uh, from an engagement perspective. Also, we're seeing a big move in personalised documentation management. So you know, in policy management or uh, extended warranties and that kind of thing where there are specifics regarding a product or a policy for you that you want to read about and you don't want to get, have to sift through loads of other information that's not relevant because content online is cheap but content in print is expensive so you only want to deliver the relevant content in print yeah right. Um, So there's that sort of element or there's also enhancing the experience when you're personalising if you're talking holiday brochures or holiday experiences, I can now have customers where you can go online, choose two or three of the locations you want to look at. And then the very next day you'll receive a personalised brochure with those locations in it with the best trips specifically designed for you with your personal concierge service number line, you know, in there and everything recorded. So you literally then can ring the number or click the link and it's all recorded for you. So that whole kind of experience is is there on that.
0: Yeah. What about in the B2B in the B2B world? So I, I often have a, a, a challenge of what works in the B2C won't work in the B2B, is is and that's not necessarily my belief, but that's kind of oh, a perception of the, well, the way. Yeah, well
1: is. I understand that because people have talked for years now, is it is this a consumer product? You know, are you trying to communicate with other businesses? And what we're seeing and our, and our research has shown in that businesses are becoming consumers as well. So the whole idea of a loyal business relationship where the employees have worked with you for a long time and understand your service offering and there's a sort of history and a, and a, and a service level there that's been there so you, so you can rely on that business I think is, is, is going quite quickly in lots of cases because the market is shifting so quick for everybody. So our customers and other businesses can't afford to rest on their laurels either. Right? Mm. And so we have lots of new staff, we have lots of recruitment, there's lots of movement of the employment market. So that whole idea of having being able to rely on that is, is gone. And with that comes a new breed of people who are ordering. Right? So our customers, whether they're in a business or whether they're buying a personal photo book, Expect things on demand, right? They expect us to be able to roll out 500 stores worth of print within 24 hours They expect if they want to press the button on a, a mailer They expect it to be in the market within 48 hours, you know, and, and to be fair quite rightly so they should because that's what keeps print relevant and keeps it uh, uh, Delivering in the digital world But I we're definitely seeing this shift to consumers and I think and I think that's a good thing I, mean, I think it's challenging, but I think it's a good thing. And I think if we all need to sort of basically deal with businesses the same way as we would deal with an individual consumer.
0: Yeah, I agree. At the end of the day, it's people are it's human beings.
1: Yeah, and people, it's an on-demand world. You know, I was, I was talking with my children, we were talking about kids, but my, uh, you know, my eldest is 16 now. And uh, he came down and asked me if he could order, a, if we could get a book that he wanted uh, off Amazon. So I said, no problem, I'll order it for you. And I, I let him know that it was coming by nine o'clock. Uh, and he said, what, tonight, right? And I said, no, not nine o'clock tonight. Tomorrow morning, it's five o'clock now. <laughs> and it was like, he, in, his, in, his, uh, in his world, nine o'clock tomorrow morning was too long, yeah. right? So, and that's got to be produced and, and processed and printed and mailed. So this whole idea of on-demand manufacturing is, is really interesting. It's becoming, yeah. you know. But it's great because actually it does un- unleash this op- the opportunities to be able to keep the mediums fresh
0: yeah so, so just kind of looking back at your business then the, the, the evolution it has gone through has that been a, started with a response to what's happening online the Googles the Facebooks but then actually trying to be better than them or do you actually see yourselves as complementary to what they do oh yeah
1: com- totally com- totally complementary because you know there's there's no way that that you you want to compete against it, but you need to be able to uh, promote each other and benefit each other. We changed our business model a long time ago because because of my three kids. So when Harrison was round about four or five, my eldest, he'd come home from school and log in, you know, he'd get his Wii, which was a Nintendo Wii, you know, which was the the, uh, console of the day. And he would, um,
0: he'd play his mate in South Africa
1: right my friend's son on mario kart and he wouldn't even have to ask me about how to do it or what on. he's like 4 or 5 right and then my middle child ellis i always remember he complained to an air hostess on the aeroplane that the tv was in his words bloody broken because <laughs> he couldn't use his finger to swipe it yeah right and it's like he's he's like 3 years old and then my my daughter Marcy, when she was like 1 just learning to speak she said cbbs.co.uk and I always remember coming into work and I put the three pictures of the kids on the table and I said, guys, these are our customers in 10 years. Right? In 10 years, these guys are gonna be ordering our print. And if we think for a minute that they will put up with slow, clunky, expensive, undynamic, dirty, production processes and printing processes, then we are, we are out of business. So we need, to, we need to sort it out and we need to sort it out quick. So right back then, we went on this journey to say we need to become an on-demand manufacturer of print production, and how do we become responsive like that? And then that was always in line with with data, data analytics, and, and working within that world to make sure we could deliver.
0: Yeah, that's 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 really interesting. We uh, we do a lot of work with recruitment firms, and one of the things that we we were starting to see getting asked a lot of um, was what tools do you have? For, the, for your stuff coming in. And, and yeah. that was being born out of, um, there's an expectation of these, these millennials, as we're supposed to call them. I'm sure they love that label. Um, they expect the latest and greatest technology when they go to work. So yes. if you're giving them a clunky desktop PC with a Windows 2000 or Windows XP, they're, they're not gonna think you know what you're doing. They want to be able to use WhatsApp at work. They want to be able to use video. You know, they're used to in their, their mates and they're used to have Netflix. and So actually, it's, it's becoming more and more one of the questions that we get asked when we recruit people, especially in the younger side, but also when we're working with our recruitment customers. Yeah. What tools and technologies have you got? And again, that, that helps. um lot of people, I like guess, when we say well, we've got the latest cloud telephony platform, which probably doesn't mean anything to them anyway, but they know the word cloud. Um, so it's really interesting that I think businesses, they're having to, look inwards at the tools and the technology they make available for their own staff. And hopefully this, this, one of the, one of the benefits of this pandemic is that a lot of businesses that have probably put it off. have had to do it very, very quickly. Um, and hopefully there's a lot of learnings that they'll take forward. Um, which is where we're kind of spinning our business now is that actually all all these people we've been able to work from home. what, what, What have you learned that you can take forward? Into the next ten years of your operations, and has this actually now prompted you to not put off today yeah. or till tomorrow what you can do today, whatever that phrase is? Um, yeah, yeah. So, for instance, I'm going to go away and I'm going to look at our print marketing and and okay. say, you know what, we're missing a trick here um, yeah. because we do a lot of online stuff and yeah. we do see the oh, it costs fifty p a lead on LinkedIn. Well, it actually doesn't fifty p on Facebook. Um, not one of those is closed into business, so it wasn't cheap. It was a waste of money.
1: Yeah, um, yeah exactly.
0: So, so we'll, I'm definitely going to going to look into that.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I think for us, interesting for me. I mean, we, you know, and I know you're uh, on the the cloud calls and uh, and, the, and the video phones and all that. So, but I'm not I'm not a natural fan of that of that kind of way of working. But I've learned a lot about what can be done working remotely. Definitely changed my opinion on on the team working remotely. Uh, whether that has a negative or positive effect on the number of people that I have moving forward because I actually feel like it does allow me to, by giving people more flexibility, actually probably allows me to have less resource. Yeah. Uh, so that's something we're, we're having to look at and review. I do think it's the opportunity of... Um, That you talk about and i can't remember who it was i think it was trying to think i think it was the ceo of barclay card many moons ago when they sort of went online and they changed their branding was and described it as that their super tanker had run into an iceberg and uh they then decided how many people were going to jump onto the speedboats to change the way it was right i feel i feel like this opportunity in this situation that we're all in has given us that that almost that, that time to stop and stand still and to assess it with, in a different way mm. rather than just keep ploughing on with the same old way of doing stuff. Uh, and, I, and I do think a lot of us as big manufacturing plants have hit an iceberg. Some of us are surviving, you know, are holding up on that iceberg better than others, but fundamentally it's now how we, how we, how we jump off that ship and what the, the next one looks like. So it'd be yeah. interesting time. Very interesting. I mean, the other thing, the other thing that is really amazing out of it is the environmental stuff, isn't it? Mm. It's phenomenal, isn't it?
0: Do you know what we had? Um, so we, I live in a little village in Northamptonshire, and and yeah. it's it's pretty quiet anyway. But the other day we were out for our daily allowance of an hour's walk, in case the government are listening. um And a plane went overhead, and we hadn't heard a plane for weeks.
1: Yeah. We're like, what's that? Yeah, I know we did exactly the same. We saw a light come through the garden, we thought we were being attacked by aliens, <laughs> and we realized it was just a plane that had been taken off. Yeah,
0: it's crazy, isn't it? And you know, you see pictures about you could see the Himalayas from either India or Pakistan for the first time in 30
1: years, and so yeah. you know, it's been yeah, it's awful. all that stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah, but I know, yeah. but how long will it take us all to go back to just uh jumping on a plane again?
0: Yeah, well, exactly. I, I. I'd like to think we won't all just drop back into business as usual.
1: I think we will.
0: But at the same time, yeah, be realistic enough that most people want to go back to business as usual. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) It's hard to to call it, isn't it? It's it's in an ideal world, yeah, we'll cut down on travel, we'll cut down on flights, but all those people who have their holidays cancelled and if they've got their money back, the first thing they'll do is they'll go and book a holiday to replace that one yeah, life goes on, doesn't it? But it yeah. does make you think. And the one thing I, we've been saying is people do seem to be a bit nicer. They just seem yeah. to be more please, thank you manners. I know it's in in at the, the same time as making sure that you don't come anywhere near me. Um, so it's a it's a thank you for being rude. But yeah. you know, maybe maybe some people are going to be a bit nicer and a bit more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, appreciative of the things that they've got that they've perhaps taken for granted. Who knows?
1: Who knows? Yeah, we'll um, see.
0: So, assuming we do get back to normal, what's what's the what does the future look like for you guys? What's the what's the, the big plan? Without giving any commercial
1: secrets. Yeah, here, no. Well, we do. We 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 like I say, we're going we're using this period as an opportunity to refine and to just tweak our proposition. We're actually in the middle of coming up with new ideas and new aid that we wanted to. Uh, launch in the market June July so that's not stopping um, with regards to uh, technology play that allows people to print easier and, and gives access to uh, online ordering but in a different way than what most people are doing now so that's, that's something we're planning on doing uh, and we're also pushing down the route on um, personalization and mass customization so we're doing a lot more greeting card products and a lot more of that sort of work um which is also becoming pretty key the the market shift for us is all about like accumulators so there's lots of people in the market that are specializing in you know like the api economy where people specialize in one specific element of print marketing whether that's flyers posters greeting card photo books things like that Um, and what they're looking for is they're looking for output So we've spent a long time now preparing our technology play from an API perspective, just to make it really easy to, to output with us. So rather than us going after customers and going after the market, we're actually just saying, you know what? All you people want to become print marketeers. So if you want to get an output somewhere, don't go buying all the expensive kit yourself. You could just use us. So Mm -hmm. plug it in here, you know, so you could, you could start a print company tomorrow. We could give you a, the software with all the le- templates you could literally mark it out to everybody and say anyone wants any print products whether that's posters leaflets flyers brochures load them up here uh, and you can print them and have them tomorrow and then that will plug into our service offering so we just do more of that kind of thing
0: that sounds really interesting it's, it's almost wholesale printing you're the yeah. wholesaler when people correct off your platform correct. they correct. can keep to their lane but use your 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 capital investments and your equipment and your expertise yeah. on that side to, yeah. be the, to be the output in the engine room. That makes total sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I'm seeing opportunities there for marketing agencies who are looking for something different. So, adding, adding that personalized print element to a campaign yeah. where they probably go digital first um, and digital last a lot of the times. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff. Good stuff. All right, buddy. Great catching up. Yeah, really
1: nice to speak to you as well, buddy. It's a good idea and nice to talk to you. I'm glad you're all doing well and everything's good.
0: Great stuff. All right. Thanks, mate. Speak
1: soon. Take care, buddy. Thanks. Bye.